the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Feed the Noise podcast uh, and the Major League Baseball season. Uh, it is the eve, although I think there's going to be cancellations galore, Lundy, as we already saw that the uh, Yankees game has been postponed uh, in advance of their opening day. Uh, due to inclement weather expected in that part of the country, I'm sitting right now. It's cold. It's raining. It's disgusting here in Illinois, and I expect uh, multiple Midwestern games to also experience a similar postponement of what is going on out east. So the Major League Baseball season, and with all the pomp and circumstance and celebration, um, we may have to delay that, uh, make it push back in a, in a few locales uh, due to the ill effects of Mother Nature. But looking ahead at the full Major League Baseball season and some of the futures markets that are out there, uh, I want to talk AL Cy Young winner because I feel this field is wide open this year, uh, especially with the uncertainties of the usage of pitchers early on this season. Could be a whole lot of like four innings pitched over the first uh, month or so before these guys get stretched out after a condensed and rapid spring training. But I got the Bieber fever, man. And I want to get my grubby little hands on some of the peaches with Shane Bieber at 8-1. to one to hoist the hardware. Uh, that is my pick. Now, Garrett Cole right now is a front runner at plus 475, and there are a number of other guys uh, that are certainly going to be in the mix here. Uh, Lucas Giolito, one of them, he's at 11-1 right now at BetMGM. But the reason why I'm big on Bieber, you know, if he can stay healthy. You know, last season, uh, a little curtailed year for him is uh, 96.2 innings pitch, but the advanced analytics were just spectacular. 12.48K per nine. Uh, walked a little bit too high of a yield. 3.07 walks per nine. Hopefully he can scale that back. Went 7-4 and four and 16 starts with a 3.17 ERA. And according to some of the advanced analytics, uh, XFIT being one of them, XERA another one, uh, his ERA should have been even better than that. A sub three was uh, really what his profile suggested. One of the true aces when it calls, uh, comes to call plus swinging strike rate and his slider just falls off the table and baffles hitters there in the box. So if Bieber can get to, I don't know, 150 innings pitched, uh, get some decent run support there for the Guardians, uh, you could be looking at a guy, you know, maybe 13, 14 wins, uh, could be north of 200 strikeouts, and will definitely garner some votes in the end. So a plus 800, that's where I am willing to stack the greenbacks. Uh, what are your thoughts on the AL Cy Young winner as we are on the precipice of this year's Major League Baseball season? I just want to give all the awards to Shohei Otani. All of them. That's just, I mean, I just want to go ahead and line up the hardware um, on like a table uh, and just let him walk along and pick them up uh, like buffet style. Mm. Uh, I mean, dude's doing commercials and everything now, too. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's nuts. He's everywhere. I think the thing I, I, I'm fine with Bieber. I don't know that I've that I have had a chance to dive in enough yet, Brad, in terms of some of the MLB futures. And, you know, me, I'm one of those guys that doesn't like to tie up my money. Um, I like to be I like to bet day by day or week by week. Not something that instant I instant gratification. You demand yes. it. Yes. Yeah. I'm kind of a punk that way um, in that. I like that. But I will throw this out there just because I do find it fascinating. In last year's voting, Brad, Lance Lynn came in third. Yep. Lance Lynn is 30 to one. 
Well, because he's plus hurt right 3, now. I know, I know he is. I know he is. But isn't that to me? That's what jumps out to me with these guys is how quickly uh, it can change. How yeah. quickly you can be one of the front runners or be one of the guys in the conversation, and then by the time we get to next season, you are completely forgotten. Um, and and or, or or an injury grabs you, or your team, you know, makes bad moves, and now all of a sudden people are like, yeah, they're not going to be very good. I, you know, he's he's got to slide back down. To me, it's just a testament to how quickly things can change. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, C. Degrom, comma Jacob, <laughs> pretty much every single year because he lands on injured uh, the, the injured list or the DL, whatever you want to call it. But look, if Bieber can stab off that menacing and dastardly injury imp. I think he's got a great chance to win the AL Cy Young. And with that, let's go ahead and hop into it on this hump day edition with another Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lundy, it's time to drop the puck and make some bucks, my man. Uh, we, I, I, you know, I flew on the solo mission yesterday. It was all NBA. I had a decent night, a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, I need to stop playing all the various player props because I have no idea how many minutes a lot of these guys are going to play. Uh, with the stretch run upon us here in the NBA, just a handful of games remaining. And bye-bye, Lakers. Adios, amigos. Uh, go ahead and hop on the banana boat somewhere in the Lesser Antilles and enjoy your vacation because they were officially eliminated last night. But let's focus in right now on the NHL. Give me your first Hockey Hump Day selection, por favor. Oh, let's do it, Brad. Let's go to Winnipeg. Uh, Detroit will be there to take on the Winnipeg Jets, and I'm going to roll with the puck line uh, on this one and take Winnipeg minus the one and a half. Um, You're talking about a Detroit team that just played uh, Boston last night, now has to turn around and play against a Winnipeg team, uh, and, and Winnipeg knows how to score. Detroit doesn't know how to stop anybody. Um, that's what's been happening. Their goaltending has been extremely suspect. Winnipeg has been over in, let's see, I think six out of their last 10 games. You put all that together and a tired Detroit team that is having to travel after having played um, just playing on uh, Boston uh, last night, a Tuesday night. All of that put together just screams that Winnipeg's going to get the puck line minus the one and a half. And in fact, if you want to put yourself together a nice little simple same gamer, you could take Winnipeg in regulation, take the over on the total, take the over on six goals with this one. Um, I, I think we're seeing a lot of scoring, and I think Winnipeg's going to run away with it as the Red Wings um, continue to allow goal after goal after goal after goal. Remember, this is a uh, Detroit team that just. I, 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 I don't trust them. I'll just put it that way. That's the best thing I can tell you. Take Winnipeg, take them on the puck line, same game them together, whatever you want to do, uh, because the Jets are playing well and they've got Kyle Connor back in the lineup. Oh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets of Winnipeg. Number four. All right, let's move on. That's uh, Again, it's a hockey twofer uh, today. Uh, we got a fairly light slate in the NBA. Uh, Major League Baseball, again, is upon us, or nearly so. We'll have some picks on the diamond uh, to satisfy your various appetites a little bit later on. But again, we've got a heavy hockey slate, so give me some more NHL, Lundy. Let's go to Anaheim this time. I like when you you hand it off to me with the hockey. I also liked on yesterday's pod when you were like, you know, I was going to talk hockey, but I don't understand it. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I don't. I don't understand icing. 
I appreciate you uh, you being straight up and honest with everybody. <laughs> um, we uh, we take Calgary to Anaheim. Now, at the beginning of the season, Anaheim was overachieving. Um, they they were suddenly in this conversation of, hey, wait a minute, maybe this team isn't exactly on a, on a young rebuild. Maybe they're actually going to be good. Then they came back down to earth. Um, and so Anaheim is in trouble. I want to take Calgary on the puck line the same way that we did with Winnipeg just a moment ago. But I do get a little nervous with these kinds of teams when they're on the road on the puck line. So instead, going to take Calgary in regulation. Now, it's still got a decent juice to it. It's a minus 175, so you might want to cross-sport it with something else here on today's pod if you want to put those two together. But you're looking at Anaheim that has lost 11 out of their last 12 games, and their only win was, oh, yes, against those lowly Arizona Coyotes. Uh, So you look at just the fact that they have not been able to perform well against anybody that is at or near the top of the standing. And, oh, yeah, Calgary's one of the best teams in the Western Conference. So put all that together. The Ducks will be flightless tonight. I'm tempted to take the puck line, but instead I'll go with them in regulation. Uh, And like I said, it is juiced up a bit. So if you want to pair it together with something, give yourself a uh, nice little two-legger in positive territory. Go for it. Parlay? Oh, yes. That could lead to a nice little payday. Number three. All right, let's go to the NBA. And let's talk about one of the teams that is still fighting for playoff positioning. And that is other than the Atlanta Hawks. And they are taking on the Washington Wizards. And I think everybody in the NBA is off a of back-to-back because they didn't play on Monday uh, as a hat tip to college basketball in the national title game. But I do like the Hawks to fly high at minus six in the first half against the Wiz. Minus 110 at FanDuel. You look at Atlanta. Uh, since March 1st, number seven in net efficiency rating over first frames. A Washington, meanwhile, that same category, number 21 in net efficiency rating over their last 15 contests. Uh, not only that, too, but the Wizards, number 22 in adjusted defensive efficiency in their last 15 games overall. And you know that Atlanta, Trey Young, and friends uh, can really fill it up from all spots on the floor. So given the consistency of Atlanta sprinting off the blocks and a, a number of NBA games this season, given the weakness defensively of Washington, and again, knowing that this Atlanta team right now, as it stands in the Eastern Conference, they're the projected nine seeds. So they'd be in one of those playing games and not in – uh, all the way, technically speaking. So, you know, they are uh, right now uh, trying to solidify their standing in this playoff picture overall in the NBA. And for that reason, I think they're going to come out with guns a-blazing. So give me the ATL, minus six against Washington over the first half, Lundy. Fade or follow. Uh, this one I like. I know you've been falling in love with these first half bets lately. Um, yes. And, and rightfully so, because sometimes you can see the patterns with how these teams come out of the gate. I'm with you on Atlanta. I'm also going back to something that you said at the very beginning of the podcast, where you were talking about how it's kind of hard with some of these games to do player props right now, because we don't know if anybody's going to be on either a minutes restriction or, you know, heck, be a last second scratch. Uh, from the lineup just to try to give somebody some rest. Now that we know who's in the East, yes, they're still jockeying, but Washington's done. They're on the outside looking in. So Atlanta can has every motivation to come out and try to get themselves out of that nine spot because, remember, if you're in the nine spot, 
you can be one and done. At least if you're in the 7-8, you might have a second chance if you manage to lose the first game of the play-in. So Atlanta's got something to play for. They sit there tied with Brooklyn right now um, in terms of win-loss, but Brooklyn's got the tiebreaker, so that's what gives Brooklyn the eighth spot and Atlanta the nine, as you were just talking about. So Atlanta's got three games left. So does Brooklyn. They've got motivation. They're playing against a Washington team that is ready to go, uh, you know, book a fishing excursion off Cabo. So <laughs> let's get uh, let's get Atlanta out of the gates hot. I like it at the minus six. It's a little bit high for me, but I still feel like this is a team that's going to come out and be strong in the first 24. Yeah, cast a line. Wager on the Hawks. Stick around for my top plays in the NBA Plus. Bonus time, not only in the association, but also the National Hockey League. Number two. All right, let's get to a team that has been covering machines, and it's shocking for me to say that, but give me Detroit plus nine at home against the Dallas Mavericks. Now, Detroit's got nothing to play for, obviously, uh, just pride at this point, but the young group is really gelled uh, really uh, you know, well here down the home stretch. You look at Detroit in their last 10 home games, number 16 in the NBA, and net efficiency rating, and they are 7-3 and three ATS in those last 10 home contests. Uh, Dallas, meanwhile, in their last 10 on the road, number 22 in overall net efficiency rating. So knowing the struggles that the Mavs have had away from Big D, knowing how this strong finish has materialized for the Pistons, I think Kay Cunningham and company uh, go out there. They play meaningful minutes uh, because this is more or less, you know, one of their swan songs here uh, before they exit stage left. And those that earn the right to the postseason uh, really start going after it. But uh, I really like Detroit plus nine because it made me a whole stack of cash here over these last couple of weeks. I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. So, Lundy, again, fade or follow the Pistons plus nine at home against the Mavs minus 110. At BetMGM. Well, this has been one of the fun things in the NBA this season, right? You've got a couple of bad teams that have been covering machines. Detroit's one of them. Oklahoma City's the other. Um, these teams that you would, you know, you're not betting them to win on the scoreboard, but you're sure as heck going to take them to cover. Detroit is 10-1 and ATS in their last 11 when they're playing a team with a winning record. Like, they, it's just one of those, like, they show up. They're, they're not managing to win necessarily, but they're showing up. And I think Kate Cunningham and company, you're exactly right. They let them play for a little bit of pride here. These final games um, show that they can build onto something next year. But yeah, this team is a covering machine and I will absolutely take it, especially when they're at home, as you just said, against a Dallas team that is not as good when they're away from Big D. Yeah, no question about it. Roll with Detroit. Number one. All right, my top play in the NBA tonight. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the Battle of, of New York are going to take on the Knicks uh, on the quote-unquote road uh, just across uh, a small body of water there, more or less. Actually, no, it's uh, in the same area. Uh, they're on the same damn island. Or no, they're not because there is a body of water. I need to know my geography here of New York City. In other words, lucky. Uh, but here's what I do know. I'm taking the under on the Nets, 118 and a half points uh, against the Knicks there inside the Garden, minus 110 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you look at the Knicks in their last 10 games, uh, they have given up just 106.9 points per game. That is the third lowest mark over that stretch in the NBA. Brooklyn coming off that back-to-back, uh, they have averaged just 106.7 points. 
points per contest in their second game of the back-to-back. Uh, the next two, in terms of the uh, adjusted offensive efficiency ratings, uh, since March 1st, they are number five in the NBA in that category. Uh, meanwhile, Brooklyn, number four in adjusted offensive efficiency in their last 17 games. And in the three prior meetings between these two clubs, uh, Brooklyn's average is 111 flat, even points per game. So given that history, given their struggles in the second game of a back-to-back, knowing how restrictive the Knicks have been defensively here over the last month or so, I don't see how Brooklyn gets to 119 points. Yeah, even with Kyrie coming off a nuclear game and KD and company, uh, I think they're going to be right there around 110 to 115, well shy of this proposed 118.5 points threshold. So, Lundy, fade or follow, Brooklyn under 118 and a half points in New York, Manhattan against the Knicks minus 110 at DraftKings. Well, first of all, Brad, you do have to go over uh, the Manhattan Bridge. Yes, yes, there it, it is. You, Thank you. You yes. do have to go over water. And by the way, it's not because I can do geography. It's because while you were rambling, I looked it up. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I remember I, I felt that there was surrounding water there. For uh, the area of Manhattan where the garden is, and then there's that separation from Brooklyn. So there you go. We get it all down. I'm not from New York. I don't know anything. You gotta, you gotta get over the East River. That's what you gotta. That's do. right. You gotta get from one side of the river to the other. But there you go. I just, I'm just here to help out. But again, it's not because that was somehow buried in the back of my brain. It's because I broke out the Google later uh, while you were talking. Uh, now that said, let's get back to the bet. I'm gonna follow on this one on the under with Brooklyn at the 118 and a half. I think it's too much. You look at all of the head-to-head matchups between these two. Um, Brooklyn has stayed below this total. Um, and in some cases, very comfortably below this total um, the last several times that they've played each other. So I think this one is overinflated. I think they're counting on a little bit too much uh, in this, quote, rivalry uh, of New York. I think this is one that um, I just I, I think this number is way too inflated based on what you look at historically between these two. I bet you they finish somewhere in the 114 to 115 range and you're comfortably under this 118 and a half. Yeah, indeed. Fade the Brooklyn Nets on that team to. All right, Lundy, before we fade on out of here, uh, it's bonus time. I don't know if you got something in the NHL, the NBA, maybe a Major League Baseball future, uh, maybe something uh, spicy take about the World Cup or the Masters. I don't care. It's a sport, sport, a sports betting goodness. So grab a plate, fill it up, and feed me. What do you got? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to stay away from the Masters. I'm going to leave that to our buddy Pat Mayo, who's going to join uh, you and I on uh, Sirius XM today, as yep. I will be filling in for Brandon Funston. And Pat Mayo, who knows much more about golf uh, I don't know than, than you and I ever will, uh, I'm going to leave the picks uh, and the long shots to him. But I do have one more on the ice for you, and this might complete the two-legger that I was mentioning before. So I told you that I liked Calgary in regulation against Anaheim. I'm also looking at Vegas at home against Vancouver. These are two teams um, that are kind of going in opposite directions. Vancouver was on was hot for a while, looking like they're going to roll right into one of those wild card uh, spots within the NHL. And now all of a sudden they've cooled off a little bit, whereas Vegas has all of a sudden decided to heat up uh, and are heating up at exactly the right time. So I'm looking at this one as a, as a matchup just between teams that right now are just kind of trending in uh, opposite directions with Vancouver having won five, or excuse me, Vegas having won five in a row. So I'm going to take Vegas on the money line, but they're a relatively heavy favorite, a minus 165. So I like it by itself, but I told you if you wanted something to pair with Calgary in regulation, if you do that, pair them up with Vegas on the money line, you get a two-legger that pays at plus 
152 at DraftKings. Oh, I like that one quite a bit. All right, let me give you a couple of NBA player props. And at tape time, there wasn't Jack nor Squat really available except for a couple of games. So uh, there were two that really stood out to me. Number one, uh, Boston's going to Chicago tonight. And the Bulls are just reeling right now. Uh, coming off this the second game of the back-to-back for them. Boston, meanwhile, one of the uh, few or sparse NBA teams that had the day off yesterday, so they're going to be well-rested. I like the over on Jason Tatum, and not in a category that you're thinking of. Uh, over one-and-a-half steals plus blocks for him. That's juiced up a little bit at minus 145, so you might want to slap it together with another one of your favorite NBA player props. You want to reduce the juice and get seduced by that juice, but Tatum has been over this one-and-a-half threshold in five of his last six games. He had two blocks against Chicago back uh, on January 15th, and he had two steals in the other matchup on November 1st. And you look at the Bulls. Uh, over their last 10 games, they've allowed the most steals per game and the eighth most blocks per game in the NBA. So, again, I like Jason Tatum over one and a half steals plus blocks, minus 145, pulled that one at DraftKings. And then this one just showed up while we were taping, so I'm doing this on the fly. Dwight Powell is somebody I've been uh, paying ample attention to because he has been crushing overs on his points props. Uh, He plays the Dallas Mavericks. They're in Detroit. Yes, I like the Pistons, plus the nine, but I love Dwight Powell over 11.5 points at minus 115. He has been over this in eight of his last 11, and I know Detroit has really ramped it up defensively. Fifth lowest points per possession allowed over their last 10 games, but Powell in his last 10 games shooting a searing 74.5% from the floor. So a lot of near proximity, high percentage shots that he is converting. And I think he gets to at least a dozen points tonight. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Cuevas. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.